0: What's up, everyone? And welcome to uh, One Faith. Uh, I don't know why that intro music was by so fast. That was just <laughs> <laughs> it it. fast for no reason. Um, but uh, we appreciate you guys for hopping on and being a part of um, this great series. This is part two or night two or week two, whichever you want to um, call it, of the uh, Holiness is Still Right series. <laughs> Um, This is our Young Preacher series. The series is all about promoting and displaying young men and women of God who are passionate about Christ, passionate about uh, his work and his will. They are called to the office of preaching um, or whatever ministry that they're a part of. And they have the gift of preaching and the anointing of preaching. Uh, Tonight's guest is somebody that I have honestly... Um, I fell in love with this young lady uh, over the past couple months when we first met um, a couple months ago. If you're a part of the um, if you're a part of the panel discussion that I did for Love Month for Singles, uh, she was a part of it. She came, she saw and she killed it. <laughs> <laughs> she laid down a lot of golden nuggets. And as soon as she done, she was done, I nicknamed her or coined her the evangelist because of just how great she presented herself, how she presented the gospel, how she preached, preached us happy on, on a on a doggone panel discussion. <laughs> and then just let us be. Uh, she <laughs> is hailing all the way from Durban, South Africa. Come on. Uh, so and this is why I, I, actually, I absolutely love her. It's 12.06 in the morning. In South, in South Africa. We, they're six hours ahead of us if you're on the eastern coast. And she is all about the Lord. She is all about helping people. She is all about doing um, great works and great things. Like I said, it's 12.06 and she is here a part of this great, um, this great series, this great panel. Not panel, but this great series. And I can't be more excited and more happy to have her on. After I heard her talk, I um, in the panel discussion, I immediately asked her, I was like, do you want to be a part of this great series? I, I feel it. I just feel the Holy Spirit telling me to just ask you to be a part of the series. And I know she has a great word for us because I told her back in February. And here we are in April. <laughs> <laughs> that word is just brewing. So before I bring her up, bro, what's
1: going on with you? Not much. What's going on? Good people. Good people. This is a great, great series. Make sure you number one. You got to like, share, subscribe to our channel uh, because we don't want to just play it for the now. We want this to continue to play throughout the year. We want to let the world know that holiness is still right. Me and my boy TJ, Akl, The Elder, OK, <laughs> we are here taking a stand for the people of God for our generation. Uh, for the people who say millennials are not taking a stand. We are here taking a stand to represent our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And we're not just talking about it. We're being about it. You know, so please, the way we evangelize now is not like how it used to be back in the day where you can put flyers down and we come together with different services and different things of that nature. Now you got to share. Because somebody needs to hear a word. Somebody needs to understand what this woman of God is going to minister on tonight. Because uh, there are so many people who are lost. There are so many people who think they know the way. There are so many people who think they're going to be all right and that just living life is going to be okay, but have no idea they're doomed if they don't change their mind or repent. Like John the Baptist says, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So here we are. We're being voices that cries out. There is absolutely no excuses. There I'm fired up for this. There is absolutely no excuses because we're not going to allow y'all to have any type of excuses. We're coming, men and women. We're coming to preach the word of God, the unadulterated word of God. We're coming to stir up your gifts and and just go out and do ministry. But that's all I got to say, bro. I'm ready. I'm just hyped.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm hyped too, man, and I listened to the clip that she um provided for us tonight. Um and when I listened to it, I I was like, man, she she got it. She got yeah, it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to play it for you guys uh, later before we bring her up um to preach, but she got it for real. So, with that being said, woman of God, I'm bringing you on stage. Welcome to One Faith uh Evangelist <laughs> Yes. <laughs> Governor, uh, South Africa, welcome, welcome.
2: Thank you so much for having me. It is such an honor, and it is such a privilege to be part of the series. I am super excited. I know it's just the second week, but the first week kicked off. Oh my goodness! I think the word is indescribable. Wow! Yeah. Because yeah. it was. Definitely out of this world because that's what we're about. Out of this world.
1: Uh-huh. So
2: and I'm so grateful that God laid it upon your heart to actually put this together. And I pray blessings upon blessings to you.
0: Ah, oh, praise God. Yes. Uh, we we pray that God will bless you for your sacrifice, to be honest with you. Um, you know, when the Lord gave me this idea and he put this in my heart, you know. It was it was last year, right, Marcus? Because we uh, talked about this last year. Yeah. And we both were excited about it. It was like, man, that's going to be huge. That's going <laughs> to be good. Because this is something that really needs to be shown. It needs to be said. You know, there are a lot of young people, millennials, whatever, who love Jesus and they love the topic of holiness. You mm-hmm. know, it gets a bad rep that millennials are leaving the, the I would say the holiness churches to go to these non-denominational churches and, and, and things of that nature. But the truth of the matter is, you know, they're searching. They're searching for something that replicates true and pure holiness. Mm -hmm. So if they're going to get that from the uh, from the non-denominational church or from another church, then, hey, they're just going to get it from there. But if they're going to get it from a a, from a holiness, old school holiness, uh, Pentecostal, fire breathing (laughs) church, they're going to get it there, too. And this is what this series is all about. It's all about showing different young people from different places that, that loves the Lord and they know that holiness is right. So I'm, I'm going to just shut up because I can keep going on and on because this is one of my favorite topics and one of my favorite things to talk about as well. So bro, I'm turning it over to you. Uh, We are going to kick off the interview portion of this, um, of this great series. You know, I'm pretty sure she got some bomb questions. I can already guarantee you. Like I said, she was stewing over this for like two months. So she's she's ready.
2: Marinating, marinating.
1: Right, right. All right, bro, go ahead. Trish, we are so excited to have you, as he said. But we want to learn a little bit about you because, you know, we understand and we know that through Jesus, your ministry is going to expand. So with that being said, my first question for you is I would like for you to walk us through your testimony or your story, whatever that is, you can start from wherever, you know, and let the Lord lead you. But what is your testimony?
2: Wow. This question is so, um, what can I say? It's so broad because yeah. literally this is the, the size of the book uh, with regards to that testimony. And um, I want to start from the beginning. And just share highlights of that testimony. Um, I always share um, I always share this little bit to a few people. And I know there's going to be a lot of people listening, but I think God has brought me to this point where I am comfortable sharing my story, mm-hmm. because each and every one of us have that story to tell. But we have to go through a process in order for us to be healed from whatever we've gone through, for us to be delivered from whatever we've gone through, so that we can be strong and courageous to share that story. Now, with that being said, it started off in the first two years of my life. Uh, my parents were very young uh, when I was born, so they were still finding themselves. Mm-hmm. And in the midst of finding themselves, there I was. But again, God's plan. In the first two years of my life, I lived in an area where it was so underdeveloped. There was no electricity. Hmm. The houses were made out of tin. And if you have to go through and look at like the rural houses in South Africa, in Durban, South Africa, you would see what I'm actually talking about. And uh, you know, families and we, as we go through the years, oh, you uh, you uh, you lived in this. The name of the place was called Welbydut, and oh, you lived there and you lived there. And and I want to thank God that I didn't allow that to affect me, because sometimes we want to hide where we live. We want to hide where we come from because we are ashamed of it. We, we we don't want people to know because then they're going to think differently. But we don't realize that every single thing that happens in our lives is a shaping process, is a molding process to where God wants us to be. Yes, like, like Jonah, we do our own things, but God still brings us back, irrespective of what. So growing up, aside from... Uh, moving from house to house, like renting from place to place with my mom and dad. There were also other dysfunctional things in our family. I, I had to take the responsibility of taking care of my brother from the age of seven because mm. we, we had to be home alone because my mom and dad had to work. And then to add to that, wow. um, my dad... Uh, fell into his weakness and he went into drugs and then he was deeply into that for a few years for more than a few years but God still sustained us yes we went through hurt yes I went through embarrassment at school because of that because some of my friends would see my dad doing this 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 and then I never saw my mom because she had to work seven days a week for a few years No days off. So I had to find myself by myself. But the one thing that I appreciate is that I grew up in the church. Mm. I grew up going to Sunday school. I grew up, as I got older, I started to teach Sunday school in the same place that I lived in the first two years of my life. God took me back there to help other kids coming up, to help other kids growing up. So I moved from there and being in the church developed me so much because that's where I, my confidence grew. Like I was singing at the age of nine in front of huge crowds of people. I was doing dance and drama at at a very young age. So God, there was a reason why God did that. Because today I wouldn't have been able to be in front of this camera knowing that there could be so many people listening to my story. I would have been afraid, but God had to expose me to that as at a very young age. I didn't know it then, but I know it now. I went through a period of not having. I went through a period of being rejected. I went through a period of being embarrassed. I went through a period of knowingly doing the wrong things, knowingly falling into sin because I wasn't strong enough spiritually to say no. Or I allowed my emotions. I knew, hey, going and doing that trishan, you, you, no, 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 you shouldn't be. But then I, I, I became too emotional about the situation instead of allowing God to take control of the situation, and I just fell into sin, and I fell into sin, and it just, it was just the cycle, and it, it continued. And I know every single day we all fall short of the glory of God, but I'm talking about things that actually. Put your life on a little pause or a slowdown. that's what I had to go through.
1: Mm.
2: And, and, and there's so much more that I can share, but the, the main thing about this high, the highlights that I've mentioned is that there were so many times that the, the people in my environment thought I was not good enough to do certain things or to become certain uh, uh, to become a woman of God. People that are very close to you can also come against you, and I've experienced that. i mean I, I, I'm experiencing it right now, but mm. God sees you through because sometimes God has to isolate you so much that even your family has to be you have to separate yourself from them because they can be a distraction. Come on, right? The one statement that I remember when we were growing up like you know i said my mom worked seven days a week but like we didn't have it all like if i needed to go out with you know the school takes you out on field trips and things like that whenever i asked my mom she would say no mom can i go to a friend's party no mom can i do this no my my grade 12 when i was finishing my high school and they had a farewell for or, for all of us okay you can go but you got to take your brother with you like you know she never At that point, I felt she didn't trust me. But now I realize she did all of that to do her part in protecting me. But I didn't understand it then. And I think I had to go through that so that now when I speak to you, and for those that are listening, especially the people that are coming out of school, the young, the youth, you understand, you you can look at your situation and try to understand where your parents are coming from sometimes. And, Another thing I said to you that my my father was into drugs deeply in and out of rehab you know we lived away from him for so many for for so many months at a time I'm a school for for a month at one time but you know what I didn't do I didn't disrespect him I didn't stop loving him mm. I continued and I couldn't understand why and you know I I think I mentioned this when when I met CJ in the panel that we spoke in I said, I don't understand why. I just love irrespective of how hurt I can be. God has given me that that that, that strength mm. to love irrespective of what I go through. That means I don't change who I am and I don't change who God created me to be, even though I've been through the good, the bad, and the ugly. My brother and I at one time were regarded as a drug addict's children. Mm because we were all dressed up, you know, Christmas time, you want to go all out. And that was the time of the year my mom would want to go all out and make sure my brother's in a suit, right, and I'm in this pretty dress and whatever. And then this one time it was said, oh, look at drug addicts, children. And at that time it didn't get to me. But as I got older, I was like, okay. So they they didn't actually think that anything would come out of our lives because of what we've gone through. They didn't think that we could become a, a, a successful men a successful man and a successful woman. but we are. my brother's doing his thing. you know you know as siblings we sometimes have our differences right But at the end of the day the love for your family is still there. right? So my brother's doing his thing and I'm doing mine. and I'm so grateful to God that he kept me and he sustained me through it all because now I can stand and I can speak into the life of somebody that's going through rejection I can speak into the life of somebody that's going through uh, a hard time that's going through a bad relationship that's going through um, a period where there's uh, they are in a dysfunctional family but because for me i will never be on a platform and speak about something I didn't go through
0: Come
2: on. i don't i don't know how to do that Uh I always say that I want to be real. I want to be authentic. Mm -hmm. I have to go through it. I have to go through, firstly, the experience, which I have, and I'm still going through. Every day is new experiences. But the past experiences, I had to go through them. I had to experience the turmoil and the hurt and the pain that came with it. Then I had to experience the healing and the deliverance from it so that when I'm speaking to you all over the world, I know what I'm talking about. More. I know my business. I'm not speaking to you and I'm pulling things out of thin air. I know what I'm saying. So in a nutshell, that's kind of my testimony.
1: <laughs> and that's why you are called the evangelist. Okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> that right there, okay? Because I promise you, you just gave us a mini sermon before the sermon. Right, right, right. That, that is amazing. People of God. I'm I, I mm. I got to stick to the script, but I promise you <laughs> this woman of God is definitely anointed, you know, and if you heard the story, I pray that that has encouraged you. I'm going to move on before I start preaching because I know me. I know me. There so three people going... on this
0: line. You can go
1: anytime. <laughs> I would just go to the next question, but that, Trish, that was phenomenal. And I'm glad that you continue to fight through i'm I'm glad that you pushed through all of that because if you didn't we would not be hearing this today the, there' so many lives that are were depending on you pushing through so uh kudos kudos my <laughs> next question my next question um when did you know that you were called to preach the gospel of Jesus?
2: okay so when we look at the word preach most people just um related to a building, a church building Mm -hmm. and a congregation. But for me, as I I explained earlier about, you know, being comfortable in front of a crowd of people, like in church, when I have a microphone or when I'm at work in front of my team, or when I need to do something related to business, when I have this platform to speak, I am able to flow even with minimum preparation, because God is always speaking through me. So this was there from many, many years ago, many, many years ago. But God was just preparing me. He didn't give me any platforms. It was just snippets of, okay, you can do this. And then he would bring me in front of people or connect me with people that are going through certain things. And then I share a little bit of my life stories to to inspire and to and to help them go through whatever it is that they're going through and the one thing that i don't tell people to do is don't pray for your situation to go away pray for strength so you go through the situation because there's a reason you have to go through it so for me i for me it was when i started teaching sunday school I think the, the the development process started from there, and then to youth, and then church, and then you know it. It I think preaching has to be anywhere and everywhere, not yeah. where you are. Hallelujah, hey, amen. Kind of thing. Preaching is just communication. It's yeah. communicating God's word. It is communicating God's word through your experiences. It is taking a story from the word of God and saying, "Okay, this is what the story uh, uh, reveals to me. This is how it relates to me. And now I'm relating it back to you because everything in the Bible has to be relatable. It cannot be fairy tales. It cannot be things that I think this is what it was supposed to be, you know. So for me that's where it started. Teaching Sunday school, God already set that platform and he just groomed me and he shaped me and he molded me since then.
1: Amen. Amen. I respect that tremendously. People hear that again. Y'all need to hear what this woman of God, the evangelist is saying. Preaching, <laughs> <laughs> Preaching it, it doesn't conform to a building. It goes through your experiences. It is something that just naturally happens and you're just you're proclaiming the truth through your experiences and with the word of God. That is awesome. That is awesome. Absolutely. My last question and is a, is around the same question, but a little bit different who inspires you to preach or who have inspired you to preach one or the other me. It is.
2: <laughs> and the reason why I say me and you know, I don't ever remove, God in any equation, because for me, God is first, you know, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all things shall be added. That is never up for debate for me. Mm -hmm. But why I say me is because God is showing me that through me, he is going to impact and, and, and change the lives of people around the world. Mm -hmm. And I believe that. So I, every single day have to inspire me to preach have to inspire me to share my story have to inspire me to say no matter what you're going through even right now in the midst of the chaos you remain still in the midst of the chaos you still push through and show and speak and tell the people what god is still doing in your life right now going through your chaos if you are able to inspire yourself going through your chaos There's nothing stopping you. Because if I say my mom inspires me to preach, if I say my family inspires me to preach, my dad inspires me to preach, they are all human. They can let me down. And then if they let me down and they are my inspiration, then where am I going to get my inspiration from if I I narrow it down to just family, friends, and to people? It is God and me working closely together so that I can. Share what he needs me to share.
1: Oof. I, love Oof. I love it. I love it. I love it. That's good. <laughs> <That's deep.
0: laughs> she caught my oh, attention. He said, God and me working together. Like, yeah, that's a mic drop for real. That's a mic. She, she <laughs> does that. I'm trying to tell y'all, she does that. She's been doing that since I've known her. She goes <laughs> And it's like, okay, where, where do we go from here? Like, <laughs>
1: Right. Indeed, man. <laughs> What I I love is she makes people think past self, you know what I mean? In a sense where you're not, it's not a carnal thing. Mm -hmm. You got to go deeper.
0: You got to go deeper. If
1: you're going to do this, you can't do it. You're doing it for the people, but you're not doing it for the people. If that makes sense. You know what I mean? So I, I love it. I'm done. No, you're good.
0: <laughs> you good, bro. You good. Because you touching on something. Because in order to really preach, you know, it has to be like a selfless act, you know, and you have to reflect Christ in everything that you do. Uh, regardless of your uh of your title or your stature or whatever, you know, Christ must be reflected in who you are. So your relationship with him is key. So I actually Absolutely. love that answer. Um and that's not to knock anyone who has um, people that they admire or they look up to, and and they that inspires them. I actually think that you know both are great, you know, whatever whichever one. But to think about yourself, I mean, it kind of like it's kind of like you you're you, you're betting the bag on yourself, mm-hmm. saying this is what God has told me to do, this is what He's called me to do, and that's exactly what I'm going to do. Um, I love it. I love it. So. We have about five minutes left. I'm a um with the interview portion. I'm gonna ask the fifth question. I'm just gonna jump straight to the last one. Um, I think that is good. Uh, why is holiness important in this present day and age? Mm.
2: You know, when when I looked at it and, and I saw the title of the series, I had to go back into what is holiness, and When I started to think about it, and you know, you're looking through your scriptures, you're looking through, you know, different platforms of research. And then it came down to this one thing. Holiness is having a relationship with God. And this is exactly what you said, TJ, is having a relationship with God and knowing who God is in your life. You know, we hear Christ is within us, right? Christ is holy. So if Christ is holy and Christ is within us, and day in and day out, we're constantly building that relationship with Him, holiness will automatically project. Holiness can sometimes be made. As if it's an out of reach kind of thing, right. it is this mystical, uh, out of this. Oh, my goodness, like you know, something yeah. that you can't reach out and touch. But you know what? You don't have to reach out and touch, you gotta reach in and access.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Say that. <laughs> oh
0: I told you, bro. I told you that's the advantage right there, bro.
2: And, and then I was like, okay, okay. So now, yes, Christ is in you, okay? He's working with you. What is he working with? He's working with your character. He's helping you shape. He's helping you mold, right? Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay, just stop right there, Trishan. The, look no further. All you got to do is go and look at the life that Jesus lived when he was here. That is a true example of holiness yeah because remember there's being holy and then there's being in a position of holiness those are the two things mm-hmm. and jesus displayed that exceptionally but you know what he displayed it not by extravagance by simplicity
1: yeah yeah
2: that's what it's like go back to basics everyone you find your holiness Oh. Go back to the fundamentals, you'll find your holiness. Go back to the foundations, you'll find your holiness. Reach here, inside, where Christ is, is where you will find your holiness. And why is holiness important right now? Huh. I don't even have to explain it. Everything that we are going through,
1: yeah. even
2: before the pandemic, mm-hmm. in individually we went through our storms. Mm-hmm. But you know what God did right now? He allowed for everybody around the world to go through the same thing. So what is that? He has given you an equal opportunity to start building a relationship with him. So you now have no excuses. You cannot say, but but TJ, TJ had a good job and he didn't have to worry about his finances. So he had some time to focus on his relationship with you. He cannot, nobody can say that Marcus, you know, he's already operating in his gifts, so he knows what's happening and he's comfortable and he's, you know, he's a go-getter and he's building his relationship with, you know. Now everybody, the playing fields have been leveled. Mm. So there's no excuses now. America, pandemic. South Africa, pandemic. China, Mm. pandemic. UK, pandemic. Every area in this world, the four corners of the earth, pandemic so what does that mean you have an equal opportunity to access holiness an equal opportunity to build your relationship with god an equal opportunity in in the midst of your lockdown to be locked into the word of god to be locked in to your closet building that intimate relationship with god My trying god. to understand the heart and the mind of god and what is he trying to do in your life what is he asking you to access no excuses. You have that right now. You've had that for the past year. So right now, holiness, relationship with God, important. I don't have to tell you that. Uh, but I want to thank TJ and Marcus for this opportunity, and I want to thank God for allowing them to be or, uh, um, to be obedient, so that they could. You know, go ahead with this holiness series because it's so important that you know we understand the importance of holiness during this time um, as we discussed earlier. but there's something that you know I've I've prepared many months ago because for me, I always like to be prepared so when I'm called to preach, I know I have something to work with and then when you have something to work with, then God, uh, can direct you from there, you cannot just sit with nothing and then expect God to just you know intervene. God wants you to take at least a step. you know faith without works is dead. so I've been always you know looking at the book of Daniel and looking at you know reading some scriptures from Psalm and then you know listening to songs that were uh, 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 composed from scripture and so on. but this one book that I simply loved reading was the Book of Ruth. Right? And um, okay, my hair is in my eye. Okay, so the book of Ruth, one of the reasons I love the book of Ruth is because it's very short. Okay, (laughs) it's very short to the point, but what I got from that book, my goodness. So when I first looked at the book of Ruth and I read through it and I got a few pointers from there, and, and I started to ask God, what 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 is it that you want me to get from it? How can I relate this? To me. And then this came up, okay. How Ruth moved or shifted from a field gleaner to a land owner. You know, and many of us are in the f- gleaning phase of our lives. And then, depending on what we do, will determine if we can access, will determine if we access the land owner part of it. But then when I started to, you know, okay, Lord, I'm, I'm part of this uh, series and I, I need to speak to something that is relevant. I need to speak to something that, uh, or speak about something that I can relate to. And I went back to Ruth. And um, this is what the Lord dropped into my spirit. And that was going back can be detrimental or beneficial moving forward can be detrimental or beneficial now this is what i got from the book of ruth looking at it again now if we look at ruth and i'm going to dive into the story quickly but i want i want you to just listen to this one part ruth going back would have been detrimental naomi going back would have been beneficial ruth moving forward would have been beneficial or was beneficial naomi moving forward was detrimental now what what am i talking about here so if we look at the story okay we know Naomi and her family was in Bethlehem, right, in Judah. Now, Bethlehem was regarded as the land of promise. But during, that, during a period of time, that land was experiencing famine. So what did Naomi and her family do? They decided to make a move because now the land is experiencing famine. So let's move from here. So they moved from the land that was experiencing famine. And you know what the amazing thing is? If you look, and I'm looking at the book of Ruth right now, chapter one of Ruth, not even, I think almost halfway through chapter one, Naomi was already ready to go back to Bethlehem. (laughs) That for me was something. What happened when Naomi and her family went to Moab? Moab is regarded as a strange land, a fatherless land, a land with no God. Now, because that little period of famine was taking place in Bethlehem, they didn't consider, they didn't look to God. They saw it right in their own eyes to move from the land of promise into a strange land, because the strange land had some food going there, had some provisions there. Immediately when they entered, it didn't take any much time. Naomi lost her husband. He wasn't lost in a field, he died. Now we know what it is like to experience losing someone through death. Thereafter, she had her sons, all well and good. They got married to the woman from the land. Now this is where Ruth comes in and Opa comes in. But what happened after that? Her sons died. And when that happened, Naomi was alone. She only had her two daughter-in-laws. Then Naomi heard that the land that she once was in, the land of promise, the Lord is now making provisions in that land. So what did she do? She wanted to pack up, She told her daughter-in-laws, it's let's go. Let's go back. So in this, now I know Naomi and Ruth connected, but now I'm looking at their lives separately. Naomi had to go back. And going back for her was beneficial because she was going back. She was going back. Now, whenever we talk about going back, oh, no, I'm not going to go back to that. No, I'm not going to go back to that. We only regard it in negative light. But this time, going back for her was beneficial. Going back for her was was what God intended. And then you look at that part, the Naomi part of the story. When we are in times of trouble, what do we do? We want to... Make every other change. We want to move. We want to leave this. We want to do this because things are not going well. But all we actually was supposed to do was be patient and allow ourselves to go through the process, or as I would say, process to go through it. Because it wasn't. It was in a in no time that God started to provide for the land. It was in no time that God. Uh, 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 provided for the land but because they they were hasty haste makes waste she went into Moab. her husband died her sons died she was left alone and now she hears about provisions and okay it's time for me to go back Because this time going back is going to work for my good. Going back is going to allow God's plan and purpose to unlock and unfold in my life. And that is exactly what happened. So when things are not working in this home that you're living in, you want to sell and move. Things are not working in your job, you want to move. Things you're feeling uncomfortable in your church, you want to change the church. You want to move from this church to that church to that church. Not realizing that you are the common denominator and you don't look at yourself. When that's what you actually, what you were supposed to do is look at you, do an introspection, reflect, okay? Reflection, introspection, and allow God to work with you. And yes, if it is God's plan for you to leave, then he will, he will let you know. He will do that for you. Okay, so that's the Naomi part of the story. Now we're going to look at the Ruth part of the story. Now, Ruth is already in the land of Moab, the strange land. But in this case, so let's look at it. Ruth lost a husband, right? We know that it is very difficult to lose somebody through death. I've mentioned that. Ruth was given during the journey when her mother in law was uh, making plans to leave. On their journey, her mother in law gave her blessings. To return to her family. So, what did her mother in law do? She gave her an opportunity to go back. But Ruth clung to her mother in law, Naomi, because to me, Ruth was able to recognize the thing behind the thing. Now, what do I mean by that? We don't, we always miss God, we always don't see God behind. The situations. Let the situation you're going to be the thing. What's behind that, God? What's in it, God? What's helping us through it, God? We don't see that. But today, I want you to start to pause, and start to become still, and start to know who God is in your situation. Start to know who God is in your life. Now, Ruth had faith. She was willing to 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 still stand firm in the midst of everything that she lost her husband. She's alone now. She's with her in-laws. Now, we know how it can be sometimes with in-laws. Like, I don't know personally, but I know through experiences and family how it can be with in-laws. But she decided to cling because she knew of a greater plan. She was able to see the thing behind the thing. Ruth was determined to move forward. So for Ruth, moving forward with Naomi was beneficial. From the two daughter-in-laws, Ruth was the one that continued the journey. That, is, that means her process to her destination, to her purpose. Now, when they returned to Bethlehem, it was the beginning of the barley harvest. Remember in the beginning, I said famine. And now they're entering the land of promise, and it's now harvest time plentiful. So if, if, if we look at Naomi on her own, on her own, if she was just patient, she could have, she didn't need to go through what she had to go through. Then we look at Ruth. She was discerning enough to know that, okay, I have to take the step forward. I have to move forward. Right. So this is how I see Ruth. And this is how I see Ruth when it comes to us. Ruth made herself comfortably uncomfortable. She was in her land. She was living there for many years. Moving is uncomfortable. Moving is new. You're moving into the land of, uh, to an unknown land. But she made herself comfortably uncomfortable. And sometimes we need to do that in order to see the, the, the 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 provisions of god the favor of god the blessings of god the protection of god she went through her process just like what we need to do she had to make decisions based on what god was revealing to us so it was it had to be futuristic although the decisions were futuristic but her steps were now presently so what you do daily The actions you take daily, the things you do daily, the thoughts you think daily determine what you build for your future. Determine what you access for your future. Okay? Now, sometimes in our current state, we are emotional. We don't know. We want to cry. We want to do this. But you know what I admire about Ruth? She pushed through. She didn't allow those things to take control. She was given the opportunity to go back. And I'm sure, just like how the opportunity for for Naomi and her family to move out of Bethlehem was so attractive and they took it, the, the, the opportunity for Ruth to go back home was definitely attractive. Home is where the heart is. Home is comfortable. Home is, you know, a familiar place. But she positioned herself in such a way that she just pushed through and and she moved forward and she moved forward and she moved forward, irrespective of what she was feeling. Now, these two women, when we look at the story, a lot of people focus on Ruth, right? But this time I wanted to focus on both of them because both of their journeys Can be relatable. Both of their journeys, each of us can relate to. There are times where we need to stay in this position and go through what we need to go through, right? And there are times where we need to move. But how do we identify it? We're speaking about holiness, and we just said it's your relationship with God. As you continue to build that relationship with God, He will reveal it to you. He will direct your path, the steps of the righteous is ordered or are ordered by the Lord. Because why? You're building relationship. You're getting to know the heart and mind of God for your life. Not for my life, not for the lives of people around you. The first things first is your life, because your life is going to unlock a purpose that was designed for you. And as soon as you're walking in that purpose, then... God will allow for you to come in contact with people that you need to help him change, to help him transform. You are now used as a vessel of honor, as a channel of blessing. Because God now, what does he do as you get draw closer to him? What does he do? He separates you. He consecrates you. And when that's happening, you automatically are dedicated to him. A vessel of honor, a channel of blessing. Now, when Ruth and Naomi went back to Bethlehem, oh my goodness. Naomi Naomi lost everything. She went back with nothing, materially nothing. But she went back to the heart of her father. That's what we're looking at it. now don't don't look at the literal sense of of the story. Look at how it can relate to us going back to the heart of the Father, going back to the heart of worship. You know, we all make mistakes. We all go in the opposite direction that God intends for us. But what we do at a certain point would will determine. You know, the course of action will determine what happens next. So Naomi, as soon as she heard that God was doing his thing in in, in Bethlehem, she was like, right, let's up and move. We're moving. When they went there, Ruth, this was new to her. But you know what God did? God used Naomi to give Ruth instructions in order for her to be noticed by a very successful, let's use the word, successful, wealthy, prominent man in the land, Boaz. The instructions you follow determine the future you create or the instructions you follow unlock. That's I love that. That's a better way. Unlock the future that God intended for you. And you know what? Ruth, without a question, followed the instruction from her mother-in-law. She could have been rebellious, but she did it. She went, she started gleaning, picking on the leftovers, being faithful over the little things, being continued in her faithfulness. And what did God allow? He allowed for Boaz to notice who Ruth was. And you know what? Boaz regarded Ruth. He regarded Ruth as a woman of strength. He regarded Ruth as being worthy, as being brave, as being capable. And do you know what happened after that? Now, remember, she came from a strange land into the land of promise. Sometimes where we are seems strange. We don't know what's happening. Just go through your process. Don't don't even doubt what God is doing. It may look like God is not working, but he is behind the scenes. He's He's working all things, the good, the bad, and the ugly for your good, for my good. And from the beginning, Ruth just went, and she she was obedient, and obedient, and obedient. Eventually, that land be- still belonged to Ruth, uh, to Naomi and her husband and the family. And remember, I said Naomi had nothing; Ruth also had nothing. But they just did what they needed to do at the time. And then Boaz eventually, after negotiating with other uh, with. with um, another person that was next in line to purchase the land, he did. And Boaz also did the right thing. He went to the person that was next in line to purchase the land, giving him that opportunity first. When that person said no, after listening to the conditions, then Boaz was the next person to purchase. And when he did, who, who, was, who benefited from it? Both Naomi and Ruth. And both of them, Naomi went back and Ruth moved forward. In both their lives, the directions were different, but both of them went and landed in their destiny, landed in the plan and the purpose that God intended for them. They were blessed beyond measure. They lacked nothing now because they had to go through their process, go through the hurt, go through the pain, go through everything that they needed to go through. They had their good times when they entered the land of Mohammed, but it was short-lived because that's not where Naomi was supposed to be. And that's not where Ruth was supposed to be. So it was short-lived. And then one had to go back and one had to move forward. But guess what? They moved together. Now, if you are able to identify what God is asking you to do, what God is wanting you to do, should I move back, Lord, to where you where I was? Or are you asking me to move forward to where you want me to be? Because where I was, you weren't done with me there. <laughs> You needed me to, 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 to remain there, but I didn't listen. And now where I am, you don't want me to be here. You don't want me to be in this comfortable space. You don't want me to become lazy. You want me to move forward into the land, into the land of promise. So basically what I'm trying to say is that this story, you can relate it to anything, to a job, to a relationship, to whatever it is, because we don't know what the end is, right? We don't know what the end is. Now, there's two scriptures that come to mind, which I which I have to read. Um, so I'm just going to go to it quickly. The, the first scripture is found in Isaiah 46, verse 10. And it says here, okay, let's start from 9. Earnestly, and I love Amplified. So whenever you hear me read, I love Amplified because it breaks it down. It makes it so simple for you to understand. Um, So it says, earnestly remember the former things which I did of old, for I am God and there is no one else. I am God and there is none like me. Now this is the part, declaring the end and the result from the beginning and from ancient times, the things that are not yet done, saying my counsel shall stand and I will do all of my pleasure and purpose. For both Naomi and Ruth, God God knew the end from their beginning. Same with you. God knows your end from your beginning. He is the God of the end. He is the God of the beginning and he's the God in between. So don't ever feel that the process that's in between the end and the beginning, that he's not there. He is always present. Always. Don't ever doubt that. Right? So this is what Naomi and Ruth had to also understand. Just like how I'm saying, we need to understand that God is always going to be there. And when we feel that God is not there, that means we are moving away from him. He's not moving away from us. Remember, there I am. I stand at the door and knock. He doesn't barge in. He's a gentleman. He waits for you to be ready to invite him into your heart, invite him into your life. And when you do that, things begin to unfold, unlock, and it just begins to happen. And you are, like, whoa, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh, are you sure? Are you sure this is for me? Like, you know, this has been happening recently to me. You show Lord, this is for me. But then I realize hey, God's got my back. He knows my end from my beginning. He knows everything that I've done under the sun. And if he sees it fit for me to have this, this, and this, then whatever. <laughs> to anybody who thinks otherwise. Right. So the next scripture, one of my favorite scriptures. Oh my goodness. It is, it is, it is. One Peter. 1 Peter 5 from verse 6. Now listen to this very carefully. It ties in so well with with the story of Ruth uh, and Naomi. Therefore, humble yourselves, demote, lower yourselves in your own estimation under the mighty hand of God, that in due time he may exalt you. Remember when Ruth was gleaning in the field, head down, taking all the leftovers? Humble. But what did God do? She became the wife of the wealthiest man in the land. So she became now a landowner. He exalted her in the land. Casting the whole of your care, all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns once and for all on him. For he cares for you. Oh my goodness. He cares for you affectionately. He cares about you watchfully. Now these two words, That means God is so intentional about his love for you and his his care for you and your life and what is happening in your life and what you need and what you desire and what you want. That is the God that is there that loves you unconditionally. Verse eight says, be well balanced, temperate, sober of mind, be vigilant and cautious at all times for the. For that enemy of yours, the devil roams around like a lion roaring in fierce hunger, seeking someone to seize upon and devour. That could be related to any challenge you're going through or whatever it is, right? Withstand him, be firm in faith against his onset, rooted, established, strong, immovable and determined. Again, be firm in faith. Be strong, immovable, determined, knowing that the same identical sufferings are appointed to your brotherhood, the whole body of Christians throughout the world. I love this because it's not only talking about you. It's not only talking about me. It's talking about everyone. Now, there's the part. And after you have suffered a little while. Now, your little while and God's little while are two different his little while could be 2 years 3 years yours could be a month a week so 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 i want you to just re- allow this word to be relatable okay so he says here that after you have suffered a little while the god of all grace who imparts all blessing and favor who has called you to his own eternal glory in christ jesus will himself complete and make you what you ought to be. That is purpose. He will make you what you are ought to be. And in the process of making you what you ought to be, he is going to establish and ground you securely and strengthen you and settle you. What is he going to do? He's going to make you what you ought to be. He's going to help you through the process so that you can unlock your purpose. And when you do, he will establish you. He will ground you securely and strengthen you and settle you. So again, 1 Peter 5, verses 6 to 11. And the other scripture was Isaiah 46, verse 10. God loves you unconditionally. He knows what is going to come of your life. And don't ever forget that. Go back and look at the story of Ruth and Naomi and allow the Holy Spirit to reveal something from the story that's going to relate to your life. And as you've listened to me tonight, I know, I know that God has spoken to one person tonight. Just be mindful Become intelligently aware of who God is in your life. He will never leave you and he will never forsake you. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Amen.
0: I'm I'm on mute and I'm talking. I'm just talking. Come on, sis. Come on, Woman of God. Let me tell you, you were speaking to me. You were speaking to me. And it's funny because some of the things you were saying, it was confirmation to some of the stuff that I I have been, you know, having conversations with uh, with other pastors and leaders. So woman of God, God used you tonight. (laughs) (laughs) He used you tonight. So we're going (laughs) to we're going to go ahead and close. Bro, do you have any comments you want to add before we uh, turn it back over to the woman of God to pray us out? Awesome word.
1: Awesome, awesome word. Great perspective. Like, I've never looked at that story in that way. Right. Where you you got somebody going back and somebody going forward, but right. they're coming to the place they need to come to. That is amazing. That is amazing. I, I, I appreciate that word. Thank you, woman of God. Continue to do what you do. Continue to let God use you, because it is very much needed in these very times. Much. Very much,
2: amen. Thank I, you so want, much. I want
0: y'all to know this one thing: it is one twenty-six in South Africa, and the woman of God is up preaching. Come on, y'all! Come on, one twenty-six in the morning. You know what I do at one twenty-six in the world? I got a baby now, so. I'll probably uh, uh, <laughs> but for the rest of y'all, y'all would be asleep. But this woman of God is here with us and she shared an awesome, awesome word. Yes, AM, bro. AM. Yeah. <laughs> <can knock> <laughs> yes. And so we thank God for her. We thank God for her sacrifice. And we just pray that God definitely please bless her for her sacrifice and for all that she's doing uh, for the uh, upbuilding of the kingdom. You know, this was awesome. This was awesome. This was wonderful. So uh, before we, before we uh, turn over to you to pray us out and let everybody know, um, please uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel. We are one faith. Follow us on all social media platforms at we are one faith. You can find uh, Trish here on social media at underscore Trish. I'm sorry, at Trish underscore gov on Instagram, uh, <laughs> on Facebook. You can find her at Trishan Governor and you can also reach out to her, connect with her via email at design for greatness uh, at gmail.com That information is below scrolling the entire well scrolling the entire time she was preaching or majority of the time scrolling now so definitely check her out um her book or her journal her 90 day i got this journal um is available on uh, amazon the link is in the comment section in uh on our youtube page so please go check it out um and also as always you guys please have a wonderful wonderful and blessed evening um until we see you again next week um, please make sure that you uh, listen to last week's um, episode uh, featuring uh, Elder Kimberly McLean. Um, thank you, woman of God. If you're still watching it in the comments, we love you. We appreciate you for being a part of this great. Um, this great series next week. Next week, we actually going to have um, big bro. He's like big little bro. Patrick Muir uh, all the way from Philly. He's going to be on um, with us next week, and he's going to bring a powerful word as well. Uh, this series is just getting started, y'all. We have a long ways to go. We're we're, we're in this thing until the end of May, uh, and every single speaker, I promise you, I, I'm telling you, every single speaker is going to bring you some heat. It's going to bring some good stuff. That's why I want to show all these different different preachers that can do that. So, with that being said, woman, well, of God, I'm going to shut up because I can keep going, and we, we an <laughs> have at this thing. So. <laughs> Woman of God, please pray us out. And after that, we will we will conclude the show.
2: Okay. Father, we thank you for this time that we could come together to share your word, to to listen to your word, to allow your Holy Spirit to just move. We thank you, Lord, that this is the day that you have made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. Your word says, Oh God, that every good and every perfect gift comes from you. Father God, today was that gift from you. And we declare that in all parts of the world, it will end good and it will end perfectly. Not free of challenges, but God filled with you and filled with your spirit. Father, we thank you for your strength. We thank you for your peace during this time. Uh, that globally we're facing the pandemic we thank you for your peace which is your undisturbed and your untroubled well-being that is within us we thank you god for the series that we are going through which is uh knowing that holiness is so important right now and we learn that holiness is us building a relationship with you. I pray God that every single person that listens to this will start to 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 pause and to be still and to start to to realize how important it is to build and have a relationship with you and know who you are in their lives. I thank you God for Opportunities. I thank you, God, for your grace. I thank you, God, for your mercy. I thank you, Father, for a great amount of knowledge. I thank you, God, for a great amount of understanding. I thank you, God, for a great amount of wisdom in every single area of our lives. I thank you, Father, that you are Jehovah Jireh. You are Jehovah Shalom. You are Jehovah Nisi. You are Jehovah Rapha. You are Jehovah Kihil. The Father, who is our strength, The father who is a mighty army on our behalf and a father who is a father of our wealth and riches. We thank you, God, that in every single area of our lives, we put you first because we know that your word says that if we seek you first and your righteousness, that every other thing will be added into our lives. We thank you, God, for everything that you've done for us. We thank you, God, for what you're currently doing and we thank you, God, for what you're about to do. And we say to you, Lord, We are grateful, we are thankful, and we appreciate you for who you are in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.